Another weekend of Royals baseball in the books. What did we learn in Kansas City this weekend as the Kansas City Royals had a dominating performance on Saturday and won the series in Detroit? We're going to get into all of that and much more, including Bobby Witt Jr.'s breakout, all coming up on today's Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day, and I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals and email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, We're going to dive into another weekend of Kansas City Royals baseball. What did we learn? What did we see? Who broke out? And again, the offense just exploded on Saturday uh, for a huge 12-run output. How did they get there and how repeatable is that for the future of this team? And the Royals get a series victory over Detroit. Plus, we're going to look ahead to this week. For Kansas City. All of that and much more coming up on today's show. But thank you right now for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Find us for free anywhere you get your podcast from, including on the YouTube. But a lot going on, of course, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Not only do we have every baseball team covered in the national show, Lockdown MLB, but we also have college shows like Locked On Mizzou, Locked On Jayhawks, Locked On Wildcats, Locked On Huskers, Locked On Hawkeyes, whatever you're into. We got your college show covered. And a very special announcement as well. On top of Locked On Chiefs and Locked On NFL for the National Show, you also have the Locked On Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season the local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. So search right now for the Pro Football Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from. Check them out today at the Ultimate Pro Football Preview. As always, a lot to listen to, a lot to enjoy here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Now let's enjoy the weekend that was for Kansas City. So the Royals go into Detroit. They play the Tigers uh, for this weekend series, this weekend getaway. And of course the Tigers and Royals are battling for um, last place in the AO Central. Who's going to get out of that cellar spot? And the Royals built a cushion with their series win. The Royals are four and six in the last 10 games. The Tigers are three and seven in the last 10 games. The Royals on a one game losing streak. The Tigers on a three game skid. The Royals are 15 and a half games behind the Guardians for first place as the Tigers find themselves 19 games out of first place. Obviously those two are done. In the wild card setting, Kansas City is 21 games back of the uh, of the Blue Jays for the final wild card spot and the 
Tigers are 24 and a half games. So three games separate the two uh, in the standings and in the overall proceedings. And these two teams coming into the year were very comparable, just not in the way that ended up being comparable. So before the year, I take you back to our uh, division day and our crossover episodes for divisional day and division preview. So what we do every single year is um, before the season starts, you know, the, the week of opening day or maybe a week before it, we get together with Locked On Twins. We get together with Locked On Guardians, Locked On Tigers, Locked On White Sox, and of course, us here at Locked On Royals. We all get together and share a podcast together, break bread, have fellowship, have a great time. And in that podcast, uh, of course, the White Sox thought they are going to have a much better season. The Twins signed Correa. They're at an all-time high. Cleveland's always confident because despite on paper, looking like a middle-of-the-road team, they always find a way to be at the top of that central division. And the big kicker, though, and the big question mark, though, heading into this season, for me at least, and for our panel of hosts, who would take the step? Would the Royals or the Tigers take the step? So just as the expectation in Kansas City was to be, you know, five games out of the division, maybe maybe six or seven games out of the, of, of the wild card spot, maybe maybe even sneak into the wild card spot as the wild card expands and there's more playoff teams than ever, than ever before in baseball. Uh, while that was the plan in Kansas City, that was also the plan in Detroit. Now remember, Detroit had a really good season uh, with first-year skipper A.J. Hinch and a really good close of that season a year ago at this time. And both teams felt like with... Bobby Witt Jr. coming up for Kansas City and Spencer Torkelson coming up for uh, Detroit with Riley Green and with uh, Spencer Turnbull and all, all the guys that they have in Detroit and with the Royals, of course, Andrew Melendez, Bobby Witt Jr., you know the names for Kansas City. Both teams thought that they would find themselves in a more advantageous situation. Both those teams thought that at this point in the year, not only would they not be buried, but they'd be viewed as a team that after a summer of work, after uh, a summer of transactions and development could be projected to be a playoff team in the 2023 season. So obviously a lot's changed for them. Obviously that's gone off course for both organizations. Now the question becomes who can evade last place in the division and in a particularly not strong division. This would be different if the White Sox were the world beaters they thought that they could be and the Twins just exploded with um, Correa and if the Guardians always kept up their, their end of the bargain with the pitching, you know, Ultimately, to be in the cellar of this division is to be in the cellar of the worst division in all of baseball. That's what it is. The division leader in the Central is a 69-win team. That is by far the worst division leader. The next closest is 10 games above Cleveland. The next closest is St. Louis, who has uh, 79 wins in first place of the NL Central. You're by far in last place in the worst division in baseball for Detroit right now and in a position that Kansas City held for most of the season. So obviously things have not gone according to the projections. So now who can bounce back? Who can, who can you know, adjust and regroup their rebuild on the fly? Both rebuilds felt very promising in April. Now there's question marks. I think that Kansas City, of course, is rounding into form quicker than Detroit is. I, I think that both have question marks around their front offices. Obviously, the Tigers have fired Alavila already. The Royals, you know, can you trust Dayton more? Can you not trust Dayton more to build this team? Uh, I really like A.J. Hinch over Mike Matheny, just a general skipper. I mean, if I'm just grading managers at this point, I would have to grade um, A.J. Hinch higher, so that's good. And then the young nucleus, uh, 
is a toss-up, I think. And I think that it leans Kansas City as a non-biased party, but um, obviously people in Detroit will feel differently. So this is still going to be a very fun rebuild to monitor throughout the next um, few seasons. But Detroit, man, they were really hoping to take that step. They got Javi Baez. They got uh, Austin Meadows. And then they had those young guys coming up. They were really hoping to take that step into maybe not contention, obviously, maybe maybe not playoffs or anything like that, but into competentness, into competitiveness. They did not want to look like a train wreck, which they've been. I mean, let's be honest here, folks. Detroit's been a train wreck this year. So is Kansas City. I mean, they're, they're only three games better, so this is not like a knock on Detroit, but uh, each team has been off to a terrible start from what they had originated. So that's why this weekend series was, big, it was a big deal because, you know, I know it sounds silly, but mentally, you go into this year, into this offseason as the you know second-to-last place team versus the last place team, it does make a bit of a difference for how the morale is, how the feel is around these two organizations. So these teams played really fun games this weekend. Obviously, Saturday was a clunker for Detroit and a massive win for Kansas City, but it was a one-run game on Friday, a one-run game on Sunday, and they both went different directions. The one-run game bounced for Detroit on Friday, the one-run game bounced for Kansas City on Sunday, and Kansas City took the series two games to one. So how did this series unfold, and what are we looking forward to this week? All that's coming up on the Lockdown Royals podcast. But first, I want to let you know that as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Uh, Simple tools like scanning questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience that you need so you can prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidate that you want to talk to faster. Do you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Well, post your job for free, linkedin.com slash lockdownmlb. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmlb. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. We are back on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day, and I want to discuss how the weekend went for Kansas City. So, we mentioned the one-run game Friday. The Royals and Tigers got together, and the Tigers win 5-4. to four. So let's start with the Royals starting pitching. Uh, Daniel Lynch goes out there, five innings, five hits given up, four runs, three walks, four strikeouts, two home runs allowed. Obviously, the command was not there. The four runs given up on the uh, two home runs and the three walks that just kind of showed you where he, his control and command was at. But he did last five innings, a five-and-fly five start. Amir Garrett comes in, shuts the door in the sixth. And then Carlos Hernandez comes in, gets roughed up a bit, walks a guy, uh, allows a hit and allows a run to score eventually uh, as Koss was no better uh, to clean up that seventh inning. Uh, and then the eighth inning from Dusty Coleman was just a one-inning outing for him with one hit and no runs scored. Dusty Coleman, that was a former Royal. Dylan Coleman uh, had the cleanup in the eighth. But obviously, the Royals' offense is not 
you know, built to get behind and to, and to, you know, spot a team four runs in the fifth inning after they got you two runs in the second. There's not a team to play from behind like that. Uh, and so they ended up losing five to four. Uh, but that lineup still didn't do terrible because you had uh, Michael A. Taylor uh, hit that six inning home run. You had um, Kyle Lisboff a two out RBI. In scoring position, though, runners were just, uh, runners in scoring position, though, the Royals were just one for four. No one had a multi-hit game for Kansas City, but Mike Massey got on base twice in this one, uh, and he was the only Royal to draw a walk. So the, the approach was just different. Uh, they were swinging early in counts. Hutchinson pitched for the for the Tigers. Uh, Chafin, West, and Soto also pitched. Soto got the save, his 24th of the year. Uh, and so the Tigers were able to shut the door at home on Friday. Now, Saturday's where the fun begins, and Saturday's the game that I think that you should look to for the future. You had John Hazley out there, and he lasts seven innings of work. Allows just eight hits through seven innings and only two walks. Did give up the home run, but uh, it was a two-run shot, and that was all the damage that Detroit got on the day with two strikeouts for John Hazley. Hazley's supposed to be third, fourth, or fifth in your rotation. And if your third, fourth, or fifth guy can round into a, a point where he's going seven innings of two-run hit base, uh, two run baseball, Seven innings, two runs for him is really, really good, especially for what he projects to be. And you had to capitalize on that, and you did. So Wyatt Mills comes up. Uh, he's played in 37 games this uh, season, or I should say 27 games this season, 38 games total. He comes up and shuts down the eighth and ninth with no hits allowed, no walks surrendered, and three strikeouts. Very clean two innings from him. And the offense is the fun part of the storyline. The offense tallies 15 hits in this game. 15 hits. Uh, with 12 runs scored. Michael A. Taylor had a double. Hunter Dozier had a double. Uh, Eaton had a double in this game as well. Uh, Nicky Lopez and Eaton both had triples. Nick Prado, a seventh-inning home run. Bobby Witt Jr., a home run. Kyle Isbell, a home run uh, in this one as well. MJ Melendez is a home run, uh, and and the, the game was just it was just really over before it started because the Royals did get the run in the first, but then Detroit came back minute one, one, but the Royals then take a three run lead. Then in the fourth tack on another to take a uh, four run lead and then double it and take an eight run lead in the fifth. And from there, it, that was just all she wrote. So the, so the uh, two home runs in the second and the fifth given out by Daniel Lynch was the only thing that uh, the Tigers could strike uh, for was the two solo shots. Beyond that, the Royals were electric at the mound and also at the plate as Andrew Melendez goes for two hits and two RBIs with two runs scored. You had Bobby Witt Jr. go for one hit and three RBIs. Nick Prado go for two hits, uh, an RBI, and also a walk for him. So he gets on base three times. Michael A. Taylor, two for four on the day. And you also had a four-hit outburst from your young outfielder, Nate Eaton, who is only 25 years old and only the years uh, hitting 255 through 51 at bats so far in his career. I think that the Royals have enough quality young bats that you should feel comfortable in next year. Because you think about who you view as solidified. I think with a year of seasoning and then a year to progress, and, and, and by all accounts, he's an incredibly hard worker. By all accounts, he will. Will take this offseason seriously and make the adjustments. Both these guys will. MJ Melendez and Bobby Witt Jr., both those guys, from the background that they have, from, from you know, of course, Bobby Witt's dad was 
a professional baseball player himself. MJ Melendez, his father, uh, runs an elite college program at an elite level. Uh, for those things to, ha to happen, they're going to be able to prepare the right way, obviously, in the offseason. And, of course, you don't get to this point without being able to prepare. But you feel like those two guys are really solidified. It feels like you can count on Nick Prado and Vinny Pascantino as well. It feels like you can count on those four guys. Then you throw in there Salvador Perez as a fifth guy. Now you're looking for four more guys to, to contribute. Now, you're looking for four, but you've got Nate Eaton. You've got uh, Mike Massey. You've got Nicky Lopez. You've got, uh, you've got uh, Walters. You've got all these guys, Rooker. You've got all these young guys who you think has have potential, who you think can uh, can be a part of your core. That's not to mention what Kyle Isbell can bring. That is not to mention, of course, guys who we haven't seen get the call yet from the minor leagues. There are a lot of guys like Nick Lofton, I think, is still going to be good drafting the first round back in 20. I think that Nick Lofton will be good. We haven't seen him yet. Uh, do it at the big league level. Not to mention if you still like Solly Mathis, who is a spring training legend every single year, and then uh, just kind of hasn't made his way to the bigs yet. Now, uh, you know, on a permanent level by any means, obviously. Uh, you know, th there are just so many guys who, when you're looking for four spots, that it's almost impossible for them all to be terrible. And that's not accounting for any transactions you make this offseason. That's not accounting for even Michael A. Taylor. That's not even accounting for guys like that who, um, you know, Alberto Mondesi, who could, could be healthy and could be really good. Like, when you take into account transactionally, when you take into account development, you know, developmentally, this lineup should be good next year. This should be a really long and good top half of the lineup and a long lineup uh, in terms of rounding it out and finding guys to step up each and every day to keep the line moving and to keep you in action offensively. That's what it should be. And we'll see if the Royals can you know, get that production. We'll see if the Royals can actually pull that off. But games like Saturday show you the potential of this lineup and how you're looking for four guys, and you have about seven or eight in-house. I mean, again, we didn't count Mondesi. We didn't count Nicky Lopez. We didn't count Michael A. Taylor. We didn't count Mike Massey. We didn't count Nate Eaton. We didn't count uh, you know, uh, Rooker. We didn't count Walters. We didn't count... Uh, Mathis, we ain't count Lofton, we ain't count any of those guys. You know, they, that, that, that's, that's nine names deep right there you know, of guys who you think could be a part of the future lineup to make it successful. And again, that's not to mention any free agents that you can sign or trades you can swing between now and next April, you know, next May. So Sunday rolled around, and the Royals won a thrilling 3-2 to game. They take the lead in the eighth inning and keep it there as Scott Barlow gets a save on Sunday. One inning of work, one strikeout. The Royals actually throw a bullpen day and still come away with a win. And I think that that's just a testament to the lineup. So the bullpen day is clean for each team. You know, through three innings of work, there's no score. Then the Royals lineup strikes for two runs in the fourth, but they but the uh, staff gives it right back up. So after the fourth, it's two to two. You know, the, the Royals struck, the Tigers struck. Then the two exchange zero for three more innings of work. And that's whenever the Royals can break through in the eighth for a run and win it uh, three to two. So whenever you break through, 
on a bullpen day and, and your bullpen day limits the opposition to three runs and your face of your franchise, Bobby Witt Jr. with doubles um, to score, your other face of your franchise, Andrew Melendez, to win the game in the top of the eighth, it's obviously a good day as that wins you the series on the road. But you had him, Jim Lindez, go one for four with the RBI and a run scored and a walk uh, as well. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr. had a two for four day with a walk and RBI. So on base three times and, of course, dri- drove in the go-ahead run. So to Perez, one for four. You had Michael A. Taylor go three for five with a, with a run scored. Uh, Mike Massey scored a run as well. And Nicky Lopez got two hits in this one uh, and on base three times with that extra walk. Michael A. Taylor, Andrew Melendez, and Bobby Witt Jr. all had doubles. Uh, Lopez, Melendez, Witt all had RBIs. And RBI, of course, a two-out uh, RBI for Bobby Witt Jr. was the crucial double with two outs to go ahead. That's it, the go-ahead run uh, in and win the game on uh, Sunday. And then, of course, won the Royals the, the game. And Bobby Witt Jr. not only had those couple of hits in the, in the go-ahead double, but he also had an incredible defensive barehanded play. And so that's why... I think that that's why I think that whenever you look at this young team, when you look at this um, young player in Bobby Witt Jr., and people might be concerned with his feelings, you know, his feeling and some of his metrics, the guy has an incredible work ethic and he makes the uber athletic plays. I think that he'll figure out how to do the simple stuff. I think that he'll figure out how to do the more routine stuff or just the more, you know, season stuff and if that makes sense of the sense of like you know you see a hop you know come off the big league field differently than you see it come off of a little league field in 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 Olathe right you you see a pot fly under the bright lights different than you see a pot fly at the complex in Blue Springs like I think that with more time comes the simple stuff getting nailed down there's no question that he can be a gold glove caliber player in the MLB and there's no question that uh, he can be an uber athletic middle infielder or third baseman or however he wants to position his career moving forward. But I think that that simple stuff will come to where I think that he'll round into being in a year or two, being a gold glove contender each and every year of his career. He already does the extraordinary. He's got to do the ordinary. So what do you think about this weekend? What do you think about this thrilling win for Kansas City over Detroit for the series and also uh, winning the last two games with the blowout win on Saturday uh, and the tight-knit win on Sunday uh, whenever you saw the the bullpen day come through with Scott Barlow slamming the door and Amir Garrett still pitching very well of late. Uh, what you think of all that? Let me know. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Royals your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Now, for your second listen, check out the Ultimate Football Preview 2022 and eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus the betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into an Ultimate NFL Preview. Search the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast from. Check them out today and go right now. Check them out. And until tomorrow, whenever we preview the week ahead for Kansas City as they get into a pivotal divisional series against Cleveland, be good and be good to one another.